take two men that happen to be cousins who share a common codependency on movies, put them in a room, and tell them to talk about anything film-related. The result? A corpulent cornucopia of cinematic scrutiny we call The Finleys on Film. There's um, there's a video on YouTube I saw not long ago that um, is from a restaurant near the finish line of the Boston Marathon in 2013. And what's fascinating about it is that um, you see the patrons, all of them sort of lean toward the railing all of a sudden, like, what's that noise down there? And then you see a few seconds later that the explosion underneath them. And it's fucking creepy, man. No shit. Yeah, it's absolutely creepy. To, well, oh okay, look, the Boston Marathon, the Boston bombers, right? Everyone gave the. Mm. Do you remember the Rolling Stone uh, controversy? Because the, the one of the bombers, the one who survived, was was on the cover. Right, right. It's right. like oh, they're making him out to be a pretty uh, boy. Uh, yeah, Meanwhile, that's kind of a celebrity out of him. Yeah, it's kind of missing the point. The point is, mm-hmm. I think that it, your Boston bomber could be anyone. Right. But anyway, I, I understand that more. I mean, I, I can wrap my head around that complaint. I don't sympathize with it, but I can wrap my head around that there is a complaint that those two guys mm-hmm. had. What I, what I just can never wrap my head around is the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Oh. No. I mean, I understand the history of it. Sure. But I don't understand how people come so firmly down on one side or the other if they're not Palestinian or Jewish. I agree with you. I don't understand. I, I, I'm, I'm amazed by how many people... Are in a, unable to look at it with the nuance that I think the the whole thing fucking deserves. And and well, some of the moments are kind of interesting. So now it's like you know the the um, the, the U.S. embassy has been moved right to Jerusalem, right. Mm-hmm. and so that's that that's a lot. That <laughs> that's, says a lot, right? Yeah, it's a that's huge a message. huge fucking statement. So right. Palestinians are, are protesting, and there's you know there like uh, women throwing rocks. I mean, it's really <laughs> annoying for sure. Right, it's annoying, but being like sort of mowed down. Right. And it seems like you can't you can't mm-hmm. remove yourself from the fact that that could be wrong, just period. But right. Again, I don't understand what it's like to be there. I, I really no, don't understand the whole thing really at tough. all. And it, it's we just want to give up on it, right? Well, I guess yeah, that's it. Because you look at it and you go, "What is the it, the solution?" It requires everyone to stop behaving like people. <laughs> that's yeah, that's really what it comes down to. I guess, like, or, so. or people who are motivated. By a greater fear than what they've already got going, you know, something something bigger has to come along. Almost that that you think that's what it is, right? Yeah, like like in North like in Northern Ireland, I think North Ireland they, they realized it was just not going to end, and they finally just got sick of it. Maybe that's what's going to happen in yeah. Well, Palestine, the, but this is but it, but it's a different thing because it's two different ethnic groups, and one of them and, and both of them have to become tired at more or less the same time. Yeah, but also in Ireland they. When they get sick of it, that means they they drop it for like three years. Yeah, right. <laughs> for the, put it, they all put, that they put it on the back burner it for at least for a decade ish. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, so you could come back at any moment for sure. Absolutely. So I don't know how to capture any of these things. I mean, look, what we're talking about today is is um, the sort of the effects of colonialism, right? So it's yeah. it's a little clearer, right? Right, unless you're French, I guess. But right. but it's a little clearer, like the you know, if you're talking about like Senegal or or uh, I mean Dakar. Senegal, sorry, or or or, um, or any of these other countries, but but here we're talking about Algeria. Yes, and, and the tremendous movie, The Battle of Algiers. Good, thank you for bringing me there. All right, I appreciate it. Yeah, so yeah, but but the the thing with that is, so like you have this film that's made in 1966, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's four years after whatever victory that was, where the French the left. French, the French I mean, left. The French it, got done. They got tired. 
Yeah, was that it though? I mean, that's sort of an interesting part of it too, right? Mm, it's a comment. It's a fun. There's so much going on at that time. It was, I mean, the, like French colonialism was dying. It was just dying, and French also weren't capable of maintaining it, right? And what you know, what the what the colonel says in the movie really is true. Like when you're a demo- if you consider any, if you have a value at all in any of your democracy, once you, once you become a an occupier, uh-huh. that puts your democracy, your your the concept, the mythology of your democracy, it is very much at, at risk at that point. And so I think the French got tired of finding that battle, too. Okay, well, what's interesting about this film, though, is, is that um, it's made under this sort of weird set of circumstances and, and, and sort of pretenses, right? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so it's like you, you have the director, Pantacarvo, and you have um, Salinas, I think it's Franco Salinas, is the writer. And they're, right, right. they're friends. They've worked together before. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and they took the attitude, like a few years before this, Actually, before the, the, the French left, right. that they were going to go in and they were going to talk to the Liberation Army and hang out with all these people and hang around the streets, and no one wanted anything to do with them. Right. So Salinas wrote this, this script, like a, a, a highly sort of, like, I don't want to say stylized, but, but much more of like a production company version story mm-hmm. of, of what the film was going to be. Right. And he had in mind as the lead <coughs> Paul Newman. I wonder if it Fuck had off. anything right? to do with I did Exodus. not know that. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, 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 you know, we've talked about Exodus before and Paul Newman sort mm-hmm. of like wanting to divorce himself from that experience. And, right. And I, I don't know, you know, what it is about Paul Newman. It's those dreamy eyes is what it is. It gets him into these. Yeah, go ahead. He looks like a guy who cares about the little thing. We wouldn't the know what that's pr- like. The, the, yeah, right, right. <laughs> he didn't care about us. Yeah. Anyway, so so no one wanted anything to do with them. They mm-hmm. were just sort of seen as like um, uh, burdens uh, trying to get this thing done. Right. Um, and they were kind of jerks, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, the director um, um, switched gears. All of a sudden, he didn't want um, any anyone famous um, right. in the film at all. And, and the yeah, only sort of like notable... a seminal moment in his career was he. he he suddenly became a huge advocate for the un, for the not professional. And G. Martin, actor. who plays who plays the Colonel Colonel mm-hmm. Matt, is it Matthew? Matthew. Matthew um, is um, is the only sort of, of uh, professional actor in the whole thing. Right, right, and it kind of shows. It kind of shows a little bit, but but there were so many little elements that went into this being like this. Like this movie is in a certain sense kind of a perfect storm of a movie. Okay, let's hear it. Well, okay, so Ponte Carvo, I think was that his name. I can never yeah, Ponte Carvo. Ponte Carvo. He's not he's not Algerian and he's not French. He's Italian. Right, right. He comes from. A strongly leftist, pretty much communist, actually, mm-hmm. uh, take. That's that's his political ideology. That's where he's coming from. Yep. And so he's a little bit removed from all the stakes going on in this particular story. And I think it makes him almost the perfect person to tell it, in a sense. Well, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a, a kind of a collection of, of still photographs of this time period mm-hmm. before the filming and during the filming. And it's for him, it's like this really great sort of like adventure. He and his Italian film crew going around, getting mm-hmm. as close as they can to the French sort of soldiers' camp. Right, you know, hanging around these these dingy streets. He's always smiling in these pictures. Um, yeah, okay, yeah. I, and I think from this, so from that standpoint, and look, also, the, you know, what what the, what he brought to the production of this movie was really, for, you know, amazing and fantastic. Right. Let's talk about the production. It, oh. it, yeah. Okay. Well, okay, so you got like the Criterion Collection, and I written, I, and I watch your Criterion Collection. Mm, you're and, welcome, sir. Mm, your Criterion is very collectible, sir. Uh, but uh, but one of the uh, things in there was like a documentary called "The Dictatorship of Truth," uh-huh. and how I that's seen it actually. To be honest, oh, it's in there. It's really okay. interesting, and it's in, well, actually, no, the documentary itself is really fucking stupid because it's all about why? this guy trying to figure out why Ponte Garbo never made other movies. Okay, uh, and, and coming to no real conclusions at the end, but having some really interesting insights into the making of Battle of Algiers, and one yep. of them. Is Ponte Carvo? They wanted they wanted like like 
truth, again, the dictatorship of truth. So they wanted it to look as much like a documentary as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. They wanted it to look like a like a movie reel, like a like a movie tone reel, like one yeah, of those historical yeah. things. Sure, they, wanted, sure, sure. they wanted to so distance themselves and show the events unfolding in right. this thing that it was that that you couldn't deny the truth of what you were seeing on the screen. And therefore, the larger questions, you know, the larger questions can't be ignored at the same time, you know? Well, okay, so that's interesting that you say that because one of the criticisms I heard a, a, about the film as, as I was researching it was that um, they got criticized during the, the making of it for not making it fictional enough. Oh, really? Well, well I mean, that sort of is in keeping okay. with what you're saying in a way, right? Because yeah. he's, he's making it in a documentary style, which everyone's noticed about this film, right? Of course, yeah. It's, it's inescapable. But at the same time, he, he paints himself into a corner because I said before that he that John Martin was the only um, actor, right. like real actor, right? Mm-hmm. They're all they're all Algerians otherwise, right? Mm-hmm. And but, but once he got John Martin there, he realized this guy's not menacing enough. He's not the menacing <laughs> tough guy colonel that you should have, right? right? Mm-hmm. And so he's rewriting the script like David. Daily. It's like this total like unraveling disaster. Mm-hmm. And he finds that his only solution, weirdly, is to fictionalize a little bit of the events to make Jean Martin as the colonel a little more a little under- more colonel. Understand- no, a little more understanding. A little more human, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and I say they take immense pains to do this in the first place. And yeah. I and I actually kind of admire the effort in it. I know and I know a lot of people who are coming at it from the revolutionary standpoint. Of you know oh you're, you're it being apolog you know an apologist thing or you're making excuses for them but yep. in the scene where they're blowing up the cafe is filled with French fucking children mm-hmm. like those children they just look like children yeah <laughs> there was nothing menacing or evil about them yeah these women are, these bombs are being planted in a milk bar in a milk bar for you know teenagers yeah but you I know, do see the criticism uh, because there is a little bit of like. Um, Let's let's have a scene where we like torture information out of people, and then like there, there, lad. I w- I would have done the same thing where I you like it's a little too much camaraderie on on behalf on the part of the French mm-hmm. colonizers. Right, they're a little too well. They're, they're also trying to, but they're also trying to remove like the animal. They're tr- they're trying to make the French not be just animals. And I think that's actually an important part of the discussion. I, I guess so. just, it's part of the discussion to understand that these dudes, that these are the, the problem is these are soldiers doing a cop's job. Yeah, well, that's mentioned <laughs> it, it doesn't in the film work. Too, but I think what the problem is is, is that it, it's shifted. My criticism of the film is that is that it's shifted away completely from the French soldiers mm-hmm. onto French Algerian citizens. Right. I mean, they're the only assholes in this film. Mm-hmm. And then when they are, it's over the top. Like, let's beat that boy. He looks like a, you know what I mean? Well, they were, they were also the problem, too. I mean, like, historically speaking. What, the, the French Algerian The French citizens? Algerian citizens, absolutely. They, they're the ones who fucking, you know, created terrorist groups once when, when, when France gave up Algiers, you know. Uh-huh. The Day of the Jackal, that whole nine yards, all yeah. those... The terrorist group in that is is based on these these separatist Algerians. Mm. These people who had been there for whose whose family had been there for like 130 years considered themselves as much Algerian as anybody there. So you feel That's satisfied just, with with the way that that the story was handled in that sense? I really do. I really yeah. do. I think overall, I think I really kind of enjoyed the fairness because it would have been evil. It would have been easy as fuck. Yeah. To just paint everybody as the asshole. Uh huh. Or, or or paint all the French people as as merely assholes, right? Merely, yeah. Well, there's so much more. There's Danny. more. There's there's nuance. There's nuance and <laughs> story behind why they're assholes. That's true of all assholes in in all of history. All right. So, what about the way that this film goes about being, you know, the Battle of Algiers? I mean, the way it's filmed, the way it's like, talk to me, man. 
I guess, the way it's filmed. So, so again, they, they they made the delivered. Even the film stock is designed to look yes, like a movie. Talk thing. about that first. That fucking grainy, grainy, super grainy film stock, drenched in like this dark light and it's drenched in either it's drenched in either light or black. There's no this bleachy or black. It reminds yeah. me of the film stock from Nothing But a Man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yep. in a lot of ways. Yeah, and it was deliberate. It was their deliberate attempt to make it look like one of those movie real things. You know, mm-hmm. like oh, there used to be movies would show would start off with like a news flash. Now, you know, yeah. going on in World War Two, yeah. which they didn't call it that at the time. But anyways, uh, you know, <laughs> I can't remember the word. They didn't call World War Two World War Two. I don't. Did they during the World War Two? I don't think they did. They. I don't know. It would seem odd now that now you're mentioning it. I know like, they did. I know this they didn't. Part two. The, but... the, the war to end all wars was the first world war, and the second yeah. one was like, whoops, we were wrong about that other one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but. <laughs> the Sorry. war to end all wars, the part war. two. Part two, yeah. yeah. So, so, um, so uh, oh, go on. Go, no, no, no. Okay, oh, no, no. One of the things I really liked about about the approach of the film was um, when it did sympathize with the Algerians, right? Mm-hmm. Was um, the way that he used camera to uh, work to, to put put to f- attach itself to the point of view of the Algerians. So you'd have like mm. Algerians running from something. It'd be this low angle sort of like tracking shot of them running. Really, really like intense, tight, claustrophobic. Yeah, yeah. right. These it's a fucking serious auto premature like crowd work on this guy. Yeah, well, we actually better than premature. When we did say. the Hedy Lamar uh, episode, we talked about Algiers, right? right. Charles Boyan Boy- mm-hmm. had Lamar, and it's like you know, this is so different in terms of uh, it's taken Algiers, right? right? Like outside uh, of the the Casbah and in, in the the Hedy Lamar movie, it, it's just a vagary. It's a right. vagary of a city, and mm-hmm. it's very clear where the Casbah is and where it isn't here, and where it's Eurocentric and where it's Algerian, and and they're right. really careful to sort of use <coughs> different sort of camera like, to show the different absolutely the two different aspects, yeah. yeah, yeah, like the the schizophrenic aspect of Algeria at the time, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, it's, that that the movie, the just the tone of the thing and the way it's done, the way they basically they did they wanted to show Algeria, but the you know the Algerian struggle, and they picked like three people, yeah. sort of in the movement. I guess I would call it four people to sort of highlight, you know, highlight what's going on. I mean, there's the one guy who's kind of the main through line, which is the, the sort of the illiterate has been jailed before, right? For the ex-criminal, the, yeah. the ex-criminal, the Malcolm X of the group. Basically. Yeah. Okay. Good. 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 All right. So, and he and he's the hardcore. He's the one who wants to fight, fight, fight. Right. That's, right. that's his first answer to everything. And then the the more moderate ones, and they all get they all individually get picked off. Yeah. Uh, as as the movie progresses, and it ends it ends as it begins with this one guy that that the 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 Malcolm X of the group, yeah, being trapped, right, being cornered by the French. So, but uh, but in the meantime, one of the you know another sort of interesting fact behind the facts of all this movie is that again his <laughs> attempt to, to his attempt to maintain truth, yeah. like one of those leaders was the guy who led the FLM. Oh, is that true? During the Algerian, yeah, he yeah. was actually the leader of the FLM for a while. So you know, so even some of the most of the actors had at least some at some point been involved with the FLM. It seems like an important film too that uh, for for world leaders to watch in in the, in so many ways, Fuck. obviously. But one of them is like the way that that Colonel Matteo Matteo Matu Matu. Sorry, it's Matthew, but Matu. Okay, that that Colonel Matu um, handles things like press. Yeah. Because like he he has he's captured one of the the, uh, um, the liberation the, right, one of the leaders right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 you know news reporters from different countries are are sort of um, asking questions it's a mm-hmm. news briefing and and you're not clear until he actually asks the question who who came out ahead in this 
Right. Like, who, was this for you or was it for me? Mm. And it, you're so, you know, it's it's curious the way it's like a meta film, also. Yeah, yeah, yeah it really is. And I'll tell you, I'm, and I'm going to disagree with you harshly. I don't think every leader in the world should see this. I think everybody working at a fucking Walmart should see this movie. Go ahead. As well as all the leaders, I think everybody needs. Is, I, I really hate to go like an important movie. That, yeah. that, that Why does that bug you of, so much? I don't know. It just seems like it's... I think sincerity bothers you, man. Uh, maybe. Stop, don't look at me. That. Don't look <laughs> at does. me. Stop the eye contact. The only movies that you like that, that have that have love in them are the ones that end. And I've heard you say this several times. Like like it, they're genuine. They're real. In mm. other words, they end shitty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Go ahead. Well, this it's like it just feels like God. It's such a it's such a. Okay, so understand, I saw this movie, the first time I saw this movie, yep. we were two months into Iraq. Okay. We were two months into Iraq, and I was like, oh, Wait, you know. part I, one or part two? Part, part two, the important okay, one. The yeah. one where we're actually in Iraq. Got it. Right, and so I, I, bar, I rented it from the Oakland Public Library. Nice. Watched it on my, watched it on my computer it screen. And I was like, what in the fuck, man? We needed to, like, if, we, if, if everybody had watched this movie before yep. we went into Iraq, we wouldn't have gone into Iraq. You think so? I'd like to think so. I think if people if people went at this movie, watched it with an open mind, they would have had a, a much huger understanding of what we were asking of ourselves going into Iraq, and we were like, no, that's a terrible fucking idea. Mm. There was no good idea. So, um, yeah. So as frustrated as I was and enraged as I was at the time at the whole Iraq thing, um, this watching this movie, I was like, God damn it. Yeah, we had the answer like this whole time. Like this, this, this truth. Like we, we're just not an occupational people. Like, people. Some people are good at occupation. Germans love it. They fucking love themselves some occupations. America, our mythology doesn't lend itself well to that whole concept. Explain. Well, in order to occupy, you got to eventually you you eventually turn to barbarism in that sense. And that's how we ended up with Abu Ghraib mm -hmm. and and you know that shit down in Guantanamo and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, all this stuff torturing people like that was. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, well, am no, I wrong in thinking when I was growing up, that was like, I'd, I would never have thought that we did that. that oh. Maybe naive. Maybe naive on my part. Oh, I see. So the mythology that we're above that. Right. We're, we're always the good guys, and, right? And to be an occupier, you have to be, you, uh, at boldly some point, sort of state that. That's your, your um Well, I think at some, point, at, some, at some point, that worldview becomes attacked by the fact that you're doing inhuman things to maintain control. Uh yeah, I mean I, yeah, I mean we're we're long past the point now yeah. where we care at all. <laughs> sure, so I don't know when when we took that left turn, or if we did, maybe, maybe you're also correct in in sort of um, suspecting that that we just thought that because we were younger. Yeah, yeah, I might have been much more naive. I don't know. I have no idea, but there is some sort of connection. I remember seeing a Hurt, the Hurt Locker a few years ago, mm -hmm. um, and thinking well, there's almost no one in the theater. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting film, and then walking outside and being sort of stuck, st struck by the fact that this is when I live in San Diego. Here's a busy city, and there's almost no sign that there's the war going on that we're yeah. involved in, mm -hmm. and how different if you were walking out of um, like the best years of our lives, you know, 1945 or something, how you would be walking out of that packed theater right. into like signs and windows and stuff and yeah. so like we're completely removed by it so that's why i wonder how much good this film would do really yeah you know what i mean i don't know I, yeah yeah maybe you're right maybe you're right i don't know it's but but again you know if you get like one of the worst things that maybe uh, yeah, oh, is this not a fun <laughs> fucking podcast? No, today, no, but no. It's, it's, interesting. it's we're just being academic. Um, but yeah, I guess we are being academic. But you know, I think one of the worst things that maybe ever happened to us, and and I know this is going to be a, maybe a little controversial. And yeah. uh, if you disagree with me, please do. Mm -hmm. I think one of the worst things that ever happened to us is we got rid of the the draft. Why? Well, because we've we've divorced the we've divorced the upper middle class from the from the from military obligation. 
Those are the people. Those are the people who carry the big stick back in Vietnam. Those are the people. It was it was the intervention of like the the youth and the the, uh, the upper middle class, the people who had something to lose, yeah. um, who who got together and said, let's not let's 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 call a halt to this war, right? And so since we no longer have that investment in a, in a, the middle class, no longer has an investment the in its children class, yeah, being yeah, yeah. at fucking war for no for a, in a bad war. Huh. Who gives a shit? Hmm. It's all the lower. It's all the. It's all the lower class, which we're all rapidly becoming, anyways. So who gives a fuck? You know, and, and we don't fight for that, right? Well, I love America, Tom. So we we'll <laughs> agree to disagree. But yeah, how would you? How would you? Uh, I place served this? America. One of <laughs> I, wor- I worked in that subway line, brother. How would you uh, scooping the tuna under the bread of liberty? Please, this <laughs> film in relationship to um, Camila <laughs> the Algerian. Um, <coughs> cough, cough, cough. Please. <coughs> Yep. I was trying to get something going. Uh, mm, yeah. <laughs> um, no, God, what was the, uh, when I put this, what do you mean, in what relationship? Well, I mean, I mean both, which is more of a propaganda about, film? you know, very similar things, right? And obviously, um, uh, Emila, the, the Algerian, is, uh, is, is, more pro Algerian than this, you know. Yeah, tries it's to not. Be. Well, yeah, that's not the Algerian is not in any way taking trying to take a middle ground on this thing. Well, but Metu, Colonel that... Metu, for instance, is like kind of comically evil in that movie, it, right? But I'm just saying, like, how do you? I mean, as film because because they're trying to do different things, they're taking different approaches, they have different goals. So, so given all of that, like, which which turns out to be a, a better film, Battle of Algeria? Why? Battle of Algiers. Um, it's just. It, <laughs> you did. I did. I fucked that up. <laughs> Battle of Algiers. It just is. Yeah. It just fucking is. It's huh. just. It's just. Uh, it's just on its sleeve and on the surface. One of the best. One, one of the greatest movies ever made. I think. You'd think so. I really, really do. Okay. I think it's a tremendous movie. I think people need to watch this movie. And then, you know, and, and again, my 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 distrust of the you know of the of the important movie. This is definitely an important movie. This is maybe one of the most important movies. Okay. Well, awesome. Well, <laughs> what first- about you? Uh, I don't know. I see. I I've always liked this film. I have mm-hmm. the poster hanging up three feet from us. I yeah. mean, it, I think it's it's really really. You in fact have the Criterion Collection. I do. I think it's a really really interesting film. It it I think it's important ish for sure. Yeah. Um, but I I think because Hamila the Algerian actually does take a position. Mm. I think that I I that's what I find fault in this film. It's like it's like you not only sort of took on the sort of um the the visage, if you will, of a of a documentary, right? Y- you kind of like struggled whether you wanted to be one or not, mm. and and so I think that the indecisiveness of this film at yeah. times okay. bothers okay. me. But I cannot fault the the mastery of of the sort of execution. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, uh, from the beginning when when they're searching for the the um, the um, liberation um, front guys, and and they're behind a wall. And that sort of like interchange between like them being behind that tiled wall mm-hmm. and those who are searching for them and, and just the the faces of the people are so fucking yeah, genuine. Yeah. It really reminds me in some ways of like Eisenstein, actually, the, the yeah. direction of, the, of this film. Sure. So there's so many things I like about it. But mm-hmm. in the end, I'm a little wary of how it doesn't sort of like, you know, like you know, it's that old saying you should have an open mind toward a closing. Right. It doesn't exactly close. Mm-hmm. And and I'm a little um a little off put by that on now that I've viewed it a few times. Hmm. Okay. But but I, but it's definitely a you know a film worth watching for sure. Oh yeah. I think, uh, okay. All right. Well, I guess yeah. I'm I'm thinking I'm in th- I'm incredibly enthusiastic about this yeah. movie. You a little less so. A little less so. I mean, just just look what it's done to us. Right. Absolutely. You know, I'm I'm not funny, and you're not funny, and uh-huh. this podcast. 
is this has been it's, it's filled with me wheezing and coughing, so it's got something going for it anyway. It's huh? just been you and I <laughs> fucking <laughs> jerking off academically here for twenty two minutes. And it's it's oh, well, there's a sure sign of, of the film. That's wow. your ultimate closer, I think. Well, it, well okay, but so here's the other <laughs> thing. So I guess let me put it this way, right? Okay, like I love this movie. It's yeah. not an. It's not. This is an entertainment almost. It's almost like it's educational. Yeah, like I have the six part um, uh, David Attenborough series, The Lives of Birds, that mm-hmm. I watch every year. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't recommend anyone else watch it. <laughs> I just love watching uh, it. Uh, sure. Okay. All right. I'm gonna, but I'm gonna recommend people watch this because I think it's important. Not because this isn't gonna take the place. This isn't a good Adam Sandler movie. You're not gonna Netflix in Battle of Algiers. <laughs> well, is it, the Battle of Algiers and uh, what, what is it? Oh, is it maybe the uh, Algerian? Yeah, and let's <laughs> let's Battle of Algiers and uh, and chill. Well, you Nobody's know, gonna do that. Uh, if for no other reason, it's worth watching just to find out exactly how much Quentin Tarantino can steal. From something, because oh. well, I mean the music, uh-huh, uh-huh. the the fucking half the shots. I mean, it, there's a lot of stuff in here that yeah. that Tarantino the music, takes from. The music was really interesting in this movie too. Yeah, like that uh, that uh, fuck that, that grinding noise. Well, there's a story with some that, that you have this sort of like. Oh, and it's and it's Ennio Morricone. Huh? It's Ennio Morricone does the music too. I don't know who that is. Oh, that's the guy, the Sergio Leone movies. All the, all oh, okay, the, so the well, he does the, the main sort of thing. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's interspersed with with uh, some sort of like uh, local music. Right. And the I, local music was was apparently um, the director's decision when he got stuck um, with dialogue. Uh-huh. He would just sort of like have someone retrieve that music from his hotel room and then just void it of <laughs> all dialogue uh-huh. and just sort of make it like a landscape. Yeah. Ah, fuck. All right. Wow. That could have been interesting. That's fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> it's such an academic talk about a very academic movie. Yeah. Well, listen. All right. Uh, Patreon subscriber, this is what you're paying for. Yes. This well, kind this of is awesome is here. Yeah, it wasn't a good episode, I'm going to say, but it is a good movie. And um, we thank you for your $5 a month. So Absolutely. we don't need to ask you for any more. We can ask you to rate and review us on iTunes. And Tom, nice. Hey, why don't you send us a, send us a nice email at the Finleys on film at gmail.com. Yeah. We, we got some recently. We got to do answer that a couple really questions. made you so happy, That Tom. was fun. It was great. I love that shit. <laughs> that was good to see how happy that made you. Uh, that, and also... Uh, Check me out on uh, TomSmithComedy.com for upcoming uh, tour dates. He does this on stage, basically. He just mm-hmm. sort of, you know. I have opinions on stage. And, and the audience goes with me. Unlike fucking Joseph over here. Hit, hit, the, hit the kill button, please. Uh, no.